You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Mazzoli to Banks was like spaghetti mm-hmm. and meatballs, fettuccine Alfredo, ketchup and Pierogies mustard. Kubasaw. <laughs> Get out of here with your condiments. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Kura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hook! And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Travis Kura. He is Brazilian Tide. You know what? I thought we would take this chance to maybe read some reviews of the podcast i know that it's asking a lot to you know go to apple Podcasts and throw five stars in a review on there it's basically like asking you to come you know clean out my kitchen for me or something like that uh but we'll start here from Loadmaster 11 Give us a five-star review. Says, I enjoy each episode. I love the off-humor they bring to each podcast. It sure brightens up the program as they talk about football, players, stats, and games. It's fun to listen to and not loaded with other distractions and things. Thanks, and go Blue Bombers. Now, that last one, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but in in the world of the Internet, which is full of 98% negativity, it is nice to see somebody actually like us. Yeah, it absolutely is. And here's another positive review from Jeffrey James Smith. One star. uh, Okay. It's titled, Some Advice to the Hosts. You're not that funny. Calm down. That's Hmm. all it is. (laughs) Like... That I'm, I'm sorry that something crawled into your cereal and died in the morning that you wrote that. Like, I, let's be honest, Trav. I don't try to make other people laugh. I try to make you laugh. I try to break you every time. That's not hard. And, and no. And there are different why, levels, that's though. Bat, like that's why I'm batting like a thousand. Yeah, once <laughs> you start wheezing, I know I need to back it off. <laughs> Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em and show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. All right, let's start with uh, another Thursday night doubleheader. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are two touchdown favorites over the Toronto Argonauts. Three more losses here, and Corey Chamberlain will join Forrest Gregg for the most consecutive losses in CFL history. Will he get there? Winnipeg, Edmonton, Montreal. That is the upcoming schedule for the Argos. Forget tied. I think he's going to set the new record. You you said 0-18, I believe it was the last show. You feeling pretty strong yeah. about that, eh? Uh. Well, I mean, Kalaros is going to go in there and turn the ship around, right? Obviously not. Um, <laughs> Let's talk I, about I, that because oh man, uh, Wednesday afternoon it was a bit of a shocker that the Argos tweeted that they have mm-hmm. acquired Zach Kalaros from the Saskatchewan Roughriders, a conditional pick for next year's draft in return. It looks like if Kalaros plays enough games, it could get all the way up to a second rounder for the Rough Riders in return. 
And if it doesn't, well, it'd probably be a low draft pick or maybe even uh, no pick going in return to the Riders. But the Riders here, they're all in on Cody Fajardo. They're saving a ton mm-hmm. of money off the mm-hmm. salary cap. Uh, last year and the last few years, Chris Jones's philosophy was not to pay his quarterbacks that much money and then kind of went against it with the whole Zach Kalaros thing. But now they actually have a good quarterback on a very, very team-friendly um, The coaster, if you believe Wikipedia. Yeah, may, maybe they need to sign Fajardo to an extension ASAP because he's actually a free agent after the season. Mm-hmm. But this is, a, this is a desperation move all the way for the Argos, isn't it? 100%. I mean, McLeod Bethel-Thompson not getting the job done right now. Uh, you still don't know what you have in Dakota Prukop or Michael O'Connor. Uh, James Franklin's timetable is unknown. Uh, and, and if you're the riders, you're like, yeah, uh, this the way Fajardo's playing right now, you have no reason to hang on to Zach Kalaros. Uh, and, and the savings on your salary cap are, are just so great that you can't help but make this trade. Uh, so it kind of works out for both teams to to an extent. Uh, worst case scenario, Zach Claros doesn't actually play, but uh, you know he's able to be a voice in that quarterback's room and help help develop some of the younger talent in the league. I kind of thought Saskatchewan would keep him around at least for depth. You know, if, if anything happened to Fajardo, we've seen quarterbacks go down like flies. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be a very pretty situation in Regina. O-line hasn't allowed a sack in two games, so. Yeah, they are keeping him clean, but Fajardo likes getting hit and seems to like Mm -hmm. contact uh, when he passes the line of scrimmage. I'm sure they're going to sit him down and talk to him about that, but it it seemed like the Riders had nothing to do, or they wanted nothing to do with putting Kalaros on the field and endangering him anymore. Mm -hmm. That's sort of the feeling I get. And Jim Pop and the Argos are so desperate that they say, okay, if he's cleared to go, then we'll we'll put him out there. Yeah, if they're scared to put him on now, where where was this six months ago? If they were really worried. Yeah. When he had two concussions in the span of what, three weeks? Or something like it was it was some ridiculous number. He's had or no, three in the span of six months, sorry. Or two in the span of six months, three in the span of just thirteen. Like a, a little late, but I mean if they it, it clears cap space for him and, and now they're not the ones that are gonna be responsible for him going back on the field. I don't think he should be, uh regardless of skill set. I, I think it comes down to uh to your to your health, but I mean, I, I can't make that call for the guy. He's a grown man. The Argos have also signed veteran linebacker Bear Woods, who has been a monster mm-hmm. in this league at times. 32 years old. He was let go in May, but he has battled injury issues over a lot of his CFL career, actually. But he was there when they won the Grey Cup in 2017. Last year, he dealt with a back surgery and didn't get into too many games for the Argos, but he's back into the middle of that defense. So the Argos do have plenty of veteran presence in that locker room. I mean, I'm glad they're not rolling over and giving up on the season, but, I mean, how many more of these do they have I mean, how many more losses can they go through? I guess if Ottawa keeps losing, there's an outside shot, but... Uh, well, thing is, yeah, they have 
all this veteran presence and everything, but not where they need it because it, it takes a lot to overcome quarterback play that they're getting right now. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 I don't know if that group collectively has it in it to do it week after week. Like, yeah, I said when he, like, if they win two games, it'll be a miracle with the quarterback play they're getting right now. And, I, I mean, that, that, that leaks into your offensive line play as well, like not getting a whole lot of help back there. And that's kind of why I still worry about Kalaros. <laughs> he had a good situation in Saskatchewan. They had an offensive line. They had a running game. That's not really happening in Toronto right now. He's got mm-hmm. good receivers to throw to. I assume that Kalaros will be able to get an SJ Green involved, and he'll be able to get uh, the running backs involved in the passing game like the quarterbacks now haven't been able to do. But all of a sudden, Labor Day Classic, he's going to be seeing Simone Lawrence uh, again. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that, that whole thing in Toronto, it's very interesting. That interesting is one word you could use, yes. <laughs> uh, as for this week's game against Winnipeg, it looks like Brandon Burks will once again start at running back as James Wilder seems to be missing a second straight game with a rib injury. They need to get Burks involved into the passing mm-hmm. game and get him into space. He is so yep. good when they can make that happen, and that has to be part of their game plan this week. It has to be. Uh, we, how, how often did we see him wide open in the flat yeah. last week? And not not even Beth, Bethel Thompson didn't even look over there. It was it was a forty yard pass to Darrell Walker that he would overthrow or underthrow or get knocked down. Uh, the only thing with Burks not having that not having the quarterback uh, that he to get him the ball. I mean, he's only averaging six point nine points. In his games, the two games that he's played against Winnipeg, his average 3.6, but he's still cheap at 26.40. So if you think it's a chance for a breakout, I I don't think I'd pick it against Winnipeg. It is a possibility uh, just any given Sunday, right? So, uh, but yeah, he needs, they need to get him the ball and let him make plays. They need to give him the ball in space for sure. The Bombers have not given up 400 rush yards this season, 63 yards a game. The Bombers have actually, or the Argos have actually given up more than double (laughs) rush yards so far on the season. So come on, this has to be a juicy matchup for Andrew Harris. Uh, At $11,000, it's a little tricky to get. It's a little tricky to get him in your lineup. Uh, You got to, you know, find. Find options elsewhere, but you got to think they're ripe for the picking. The Bombers aren't immune to injuries either. Darvin Adams and Brandon Alexander have been placed on the six-game injured list. That is big. It's another one of those things where you can't just believe the coach during the week. You just have to wait for the roster to come out because it didn't seem like these were all that serious, and all of a sudden, these guys, they might miss Labor Day and the Panjo Bowl. That's not good for this team. The Mike O'Shea special. Oh, it's just a veteran yeah. day, and then they're 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 not on the roster. Oh man, <laughs> Darvin, Adam, Darvin Adams will obviously be a really big hit. Uh, just what he brings uh, as a leader for those receivers, usually your number one option, uh, is able to open stuff up on, on for everybody else as he usually draws your your number one cover. So. Uh, you know, guys could prosper getting targets that they normally wouldn't get. Uh, Lucky Whitehead, I think he's going to be relied on to stretch the field because Darvin Adams, mm-hmm. he is a big uh, 
deep threat, and yep. Lucky's got the speed, so he's going to have to make big plays for this Bomber team over the next little while. And I think Kenny the King Lawler is going to benefit here as well. He's still 2500 bucks on TSN CFL Fantasy, and basically his play has been the reason that Chris Matthews was a healthy scratch over the last yeah. little while. And last game, it would have been a lot better if Nichols was on point. It would have been a lot better game for him. So if you want an Andrew Harris and you need a $2,500 player, there aren't many of them. Trust me. No. I've tried. <laughs> and yes. And it's a risk to throw any of these guys in, but he might be one mm-hmm. of the steadiest of them. And speaking of Chris Matthews, he is back into the lineup. He is at the boundary wide receiver spot. Do you see him getting anything done in this game? I feel like he's got to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. I, I would think that he's going to come out and want to perform. Uh, the thing is, though, we, we talk about every week this offense – with the likes of Nick Dembski, Drew Rulitarski, you throw Chris Matthews in there when Darvin Adams is healthy. Uh, you, you have Kenny Lawler, Daniel Peterman's making plays now, a lot of, like, who saw that coming kind of thing. Uh, they have the, the wide receiver depth uh, on this team does not lend itself to one guy running away with, with a receiving, like with a 100-yard receiving game and everybody else getting left in the dust. Uh, but... I mean, the way Chris Matthews has performed this year, you got to think he's pretty pissed. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Kongbo, the University of Tennessee product and draft pick for the Bombers, is going to make his CFL debut. They're going to expect him to work his way through the special teams before throwing him in on a defense. Maybe he'll be a, a rotator guy to start until uh, he gets his legs under him in the Canadian mm-hmm. Football League. But I'm not sure that this game is going to be the Bombers crushing the Argos like it was in Winnipeg. I still think Winnipeg covers. So they still win by uh, two scores. Uh, yeah, I think you got yeah. burned and you have a little bit of the PTSD from uh, saying the Argos Let's are going to beat about the it. Eskimos. <laughs> Let's not, let's not even talk about it. That's, that's last week. That's last week. We threw the game film out. We didn't even review it. We're, we're on to Cincinnati. Isn't that the biggest thing with fantasy? You need to have a short memory because... Because I am terrible. <laughs> so you know what we should do? We should record a fantasy football podcast because yeah. that makes the most sense. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> The Riders are home to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and uh, the Riders are actually three-point favorites here. The Tiger Cats come into this game banged up. Darius Sirocco, mm-hmm. starting uh, uh, right guard, is going to miss this game. Defensive end Adrian Tracy will miss at least this game. He was seen at uh, practice with a walking boot, but he was during training camp as well, so Walking boot sounds bad, but sometimes it's really just uh, yeah. the but, swelling. Like, and let's the, be honest. Yeah. Let's be honest. Kevin Durant walked out of the Oracle in a walking boot and then had a surgery on his Achilles a day later. I'm pretty sure so. I could use a walking boot <laughs> in my everyday life. <laughs> no, we'll just get Fraser to tie your sneakers up unbelievably tight so you have no circulation. No circulation, no pain. <laughs> Sirocco and Tracy are going to miss the game, but the big one, well, it's not only Jeremiah Mazzoli, but it's Brandon Banks. I, for, 
I totally forgot about Mazzoli going down last week. Yeah. Like, that's how short my memory was last week with fantasy. <laughs> Mazzoli to Banks was like spaghetti mm-hmm. and meatballs, fettuccine Alfredo, ketchup and Pierogies mustard. And Kubisa. <laughs> Get out of here with your condiments. <laughs> Oh, man. So Banks is not going to be onto the field for this one. I actually, maybe another $2,500 guy, if you do want to go with it. I think Dane Mm -hmm. Evans is going to be a lot better than he was last week. And and his starts, he averages 16.9, and at five grand, that's pretty good value. Yeah, it leaves a lot of room the rest of your roster. Marcus mm-hmm. Tucker is lining up in the slot. He's 2500 bucks. He's already made plays for the Tiger Cats this season. Jalen Acklin, 2500 bucks. He's had a 26-point game uh, at receiver for the Ticats. And Braylon Addison, another player that has had big mm-hmm. games for the Tiger Cats. But it's easy to look at the BC games and think that the Ryder defense has turned the corner and that uh, Jason Shivers has this defense firing on all cylinders. Uh, well, it, it's going to be well, not to the extent they were last year. Part of that no. is the BC offensive line and the Ticats. Yes. They are one, two, maybe uh, in offensive lines mm-hmm. in the CFL. But I mean, it's, it, I would I would have to think Saskatchewan's probably number one on defensive line play right now. Uh, and I know those stats are probably boosted on the back-to-back with BC, but yeah. you know I would put I would put Micah Johnson and AC Leonard, Zach Evans, and Charleston Hughes up against any old line in this league right now. Um, so that that's the only thing that worries me. If you're going to go with Dane Evans, is that he might be rushed a little and make some bad decisions. Uh, that being said, if the O line plays like we've seen them play the defense might not even be an issue, and Dan Evans could have lots of time. It really could go either way. I mean, it's going to be it's, – it's Rocky and and Drago, really. It's, 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 your, it's one strength against the other, and it's just going to be really fun to watch in the trenches. Yeah, because Nick Marshall, he's been picked on this year, has had rough games, mm-hmm. but it seemed against BC they were all over those receivers as well. And there is some young receivers in with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, so that's going to be a really fun battle to watch as well. The, I think the I think Luke Tasker being healthy and in the lineup is kind of overlooked. Uh, with Brandon Banks gone, I think Luke Tasker will bring somewhat of a, uh, I don't want to say calmness, but I mean there's he's going to be, he's going to find ways to get open and give Dane Evans somebody to throw to. They need to get Tasker involved. Oh, 100% they do. His biggest game this year has been six catches for 58 yards. Yeah. And, I, I mean, some of that's probably injuries, right? Like he, he was hurt coming out of camp. He's definitely not at 100%, I wouldn't think. Uh, I mean, it, we're already at week eight. Who is 100%? Um, everybody's got little bang. Everybody's been banged up, little nicks here and there. Uh, but, yeah, he needs to be a huge part of this offense. I, I know you look at the record, and it's like, well, they're doing fine with him doing what he's doing, but – I mean, it, it's really hard to go through a year uh, just leaning on one guy offensively. We talk about the Ryder defense, but the Ticat defense is mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing to ignore as well. The Riders on the offensive side of the ball have hardly any lineup changes coming into this week. They escaped BC with a crushing win, but also no injuries. That is massive. Justin McKinnis is going to return to the lineup here as well. 
I think we might be seeing a little bit more Marcus Thigpen here. Just a little bit of a hunch mm-hmm. because coming off the short week, they really gave the ball to William Powell. And uh, they've kind of been off and on with William Powell and his workload so far this year. Uh, it's always nice to keep your best player healthy. Uh, I mean, you got to play 18 games and hopefully three playoff games uh, or two at the very least, right? So if you can spell them off and still get victories, I think you have to. Uh, and Thigpen has proven that he can do it. So I don't know why you, you why you wouldn't. Uh, the only thing against Hamilton in his four games, he averages 6.3 while Powell is averaging 15 and a half. Uh, so, it, I mean, there is a little bit of a discrepancy there. Uh, but, I mean, Thigpen, you have the special teams numbers as well uh, where he can contribute on that side of the ball. The Ticats are given actually the most yards per carry this year, 5.8 yards. So if mm-hmm. the Riders want to run it at them, they might have success doing that. But uh, was the William Standback game against the Hamilton Tiger Cats? I, I think if you yeah. take that away, I'm just going to guess that they uh, they probably have a little bit better numbers when it comes to the running game and taking away that 203-yard game from Standback a well, few weeks like, ago. That's like me shooting a 79 on Monday night and then shooting a 92 on Tuesday morning. It's yeah. a bit of an outlier. <laughs> But when you got big Teddy Laurent and Jagarin Davis mm-hmm. and Dylan Wynn, that defensive line, even that linebacking core, everything. Because those young even with, rider... Even without Simone, they're still really good. And those young rider receivers, they're going to be in tough against the Ticat mm-hmm. secondary that's playing very well. Yeah, I, to be honest, I don't trust any riders on my fantasy team this week. I, I just can't do it. I, I don't trust because almost anyone in this game, to be honest. Th- yeah, that, I mean, who who out of Braylon Addison, Jalen Acklin, and Marcus Tucker is Dane Evans going to throw to? Yeah. Remember, we don't have Jeremiah Masoli. It, it's a it's a dog's breakfast. And I don't mean it as a derogatory term. It's a dog's breakfast. We don't know what we're going to get. It might not be pretty. You might spread the ball around, and the fantasy numbers could just be absolutely terrible. It's going to be a battle under the lights of Mosaic Stadium tonight this uh 2nl podcast is brought to you by atb financial where they have the no fee all in digital account who carries cash anymore ty do you deal with the cash i have to oh why beer beer gardens don't <laughs> take debit <laughs> oh look out macklin saskatchewan i'm coming for you i got my red paintbrush you're right. You do need the cash for the Bunnick Tournament in Macklin this weekend. Mm-hmm. And the burgers and the and the chips. Once they get to the 20th century, they're going to go all digital. You, you, dude, you, dude, 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 it's <laughs> Macklin. Let's not. And we're in the 21st century. So, oh. I mean. Okay. <laughs> you're, only, you're only a little off, right? You can bank, borrow, save all in one account with zero monthly fees. You can qualify for the line of credit portion uh, as well. And all in this one convenient account that makes everyday digital banking an absolute breeze. There is no minimum balance, unlimited digital transactions, and you're going to get interest on balances over $1,000. Learn more about the no-fee all-in digital account at ATB Financial 
And you can find more at ATB.com. The Friday Nighter, I think, is going to be a barn burner as well, where the Montreal Alouettes are seven-point favorites over the Ottawa Red Blacks. As for Ottawa, Dom Davis has been taking the first-team reps. Looks like he's ready. Oh, to, <laughs> looks like he's ready to return to the lineup. Okay, well, let's let, let me bring this up. Montreal has released Brandon <laughs> Bridge and activated Antonio uh-huh. Pipkin from the injured list. You get one quarterback: John Jennings or Brandon Bridge. Uh, I turn my TV off <laughs> right now. I probably take Bridge. Yeah, and that's really interesting to say. The the way Jennings has played this year, I want nothing to do with him. I, I think Bridge has had success more recently than Jennings has. Yeah. It's recency bias for sure. Yeah, but man, there are a couple quarterbacks that looked really promising. At uh, one time, mm-hmm. and I, I wonder where Bridge goes from here. Would he be willing to I, make a position change? I don't know that. He's an athletic but, I mean, guy. If I could think of any team that could, there's probably a couple teams in this league that could use a quarterback. At least give him some you, sort of shot or something. Probably in the East Division, I could think of one or two. <laughs> They had 18 of them in camp. I don't know if... (laughs) Uh, uh, Still with Ottawa, R.J. Harris has been practicing and could return to the lineup as well. And more good news, Antoine Pruneau could return to the lineup as soon as Mm -hmm. next week. They, They have said that it's up to him. Or if it was up to him, he'd already be playing. Uh, yeah. he, he may not be back next week, but it's sooner than probably everybody kind of thought. Which is which is basically like a trade for them, right? Getting Pruno back. It's like you see guys after trade deadlines come back from injury, and you look at it it's like, well, that's just another great yeah. ad because he's missed yeah. half the season. Yeah. Uh, Landon Rice is back with the Alouettes as right tackle, right tackle, Tyler Johnstone has been placed on the six-game injured list with a knee injury. Just when things were looking good on that offensive line for the Montreal Alouettes, and mm-hmm. uh, I think Johnstone has a good future. But that's a blow to that old line, and th- that's that sucks to see. Yeah, is LBJ available? Yeah. <laughs> no, but in all, in all seriousness, it, it, it's brutal. Uh, for Johnson, and I mean a knee injury offensive lineman. That's usually not a good mix, uh, and a six-game injured list. I mean, yeah, he could be out. Like, we've got to wait and see what happens. But geez, uh, just nothing. I mean, everything seems to be going right in Montreal, and then you get a blow like this. It does look like the six foot seven Sean Jamison has been practicing at right tackle. 25 years oh. old, went to Western. Guess where he was born? What's his name? Sean Jamison. James, uh, I'm guessing Ireland. Oh, he's Canadian. <laughs> oh. Winnipeg. I was thinking Jamison. Oh, of course. Uh, Jamison Whiskey. Is, I like that. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, is there a Canadian in the CFL that wasn't born in Manitoba? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they are. I don't think there is one. Now, we do the seven degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon. I think it's probably one oh degree from Manitoba. 
That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Everyone has Manitoba Sunday, connection. Unless it's Sunday because everything's closed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, BJ Cunningham could return to the lineup this week. He's been back at practice with a, a knee brace. He's been one of the most consistent receivers over the last little while. If you want to get him into your fantasy lineup, as long as he's healthy, I'm not going to put my nose up at you for doing no, that uh, at all. Ten, ten games against Ottawa. Is that – jeez. It's been around a lot longer than I thought. Uh, 9.7 points a game, averaging 10.9 in his career, just under $6,400. Uh, you know, a touchdown and a couple catches, and, and it, it's a money well spent. Receivers, if you want an elite receiver on your lineup at this point of the season, it is going to cost you. Yeah. And, it's it's ridiculous. And the way it's gone and the way teams are spreading the ball around, it's just it's, it's feast it. or famine, man. So this week, Brandon Banks, who is not playing, am I correct? Right. Still at $14,000. So if anybody makes a mistake of putting him in their lineup, that's it, on you. <laughs> Please don't put Banks in your lineup. I'd love to see the rest of it. I fit him in last so then, week. And, uh, yeah, work. Walker, Ellingson, Rogers are all above $8,000. And then yeah. you've got Kyron Moore. I know. At, se- at 7000 they have Snopley, Bagleton, Tasker, Daniels, and Armani Edwards who are all in the $7,000 range. And then, it, and then the $6,000 group, I mean, are guys that – Devere Posey and B.J. Cunningham, Shaq Evans, and then it just goes down from there. And then you get guys like Kenny Stafford, who you would think 58-84 is a great, great deal, but who knows if he's going to get the ball. And once you get under $4,500, it's just a wasteland. <laughs> yeah. It's Julian Fiolegadino, uh, Anthony Coombs, Natea Jade. Rodney Smith, Jimmy Ralph, Michael Klukas. Uh, too bad you don't get points for tipping onside kicks. Uh, <laughs> Nate, ba- Nate, Nate Bahar, Richard Sandani. Uh, Sandani's going to start. He uh, might be because, an interesting. Because Breskison, Breskison is out. Uh, Sandani's the senior Canadian receiver. Which is crazy. <laughs> for, for the stamps this week. And he's at $2,500. And Kenny, Kenny the King Lawler. As well. Kenny the King, my boy. Uh, <laughs> the Eskimos and the Stampeders are one and two when it comes to pass defense. The Red mm-hmm. Blacks and the Owls, eight and nine. So <laughs> there might be some yards up for grabs yep. in in this game. Uh, my fantasy team is hoping so. All right, all right. There's a little <laughs> bit of a hint. Uh, the Eskimos are one-point favorites. Over the Calgary Stampeders. We don't get uh, the Battle of Alberta this early in the season all the time, every few years, but it's happening this year, and uh, I'm not going to complain about this one. These teams are going to play three times in the next six weeks. I love it. Uh, Trevor Harris is 0-7-2 against the Calgary Stampeders in his career, and I believe it's what Edmonton has lost seven of their last nine in Calgary. In Calgary. Uh, Edmonton, they're banged up right now. They they have guys returning from injury and also guys hurt as well. Is this a show from 2016? <laughs> or 2017 or 2018? Or 2015 or 2018. 
It's been wild. 2015, Matt Nichols had to start game, or James Franklin had to start games. Yes. And Matt Nichols did, I think, too, didn't he? Well, Mike Riley missed... Or, uh, uh, 13 games? Yeah, because no. he got... Not 13. I think he missed not eight 13. or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And then won yeah. 10 in a row to end the season. Uh, yeah, like it's... I don't understand what's going on. Uh, <laughs> it's like when 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 players are on the Oilers or the Jays, they are hurt all the time, and they go to another team, and they never get hurt again. But it's the opposite. It's the opposite for the Eskimos. Are you saying Aaron Sanchez's uh, blisters are suddenly going to go away? <laughs> Happened for Al Leiter, didn't it? Like use some lotion, man. <laughs> Puts the lotion on its skin. Oh, that's going to be the name now. <laughs> Uh, Greg Ellingson and Josh Johnson have not practiced this week. That's not good. Of course, they have uh, today maybe to prove that they're good to go before Mm -hmm. the roster comes out tomorrow. But DeVars Daniels and C.J. Gable were back at practice. Don Unamba and Anthony Orange were also practicing, but they have one game each on the six-game injured list, so they're probably not going to play here. Uh, As for Calgary... Joan Breskison has been placed on the six-game injured list. That sucks. I I, I was sure Breskison was going to have a breakout and be a thousand-yard receiver this year. Yeah, and you know it, especially him being Canadian. It just you have to have the depth there. It really sucks. Uh, you know, forty-five point eight points fantasy-wise uh, in four games this year. Like he has been not necessarily lighting it up but you know pretty respectable getting over 10 points a night uh you know three touchdowns 168 yards on just 11 catches uh you know he's averaging 15.3 yards a catch that's going to be a huge hole to fill uh, in that receiving core for calgary and running back kadeem carey has not practiced this week it looked like Mm -hmm. sort of the high ankle area last week he might be out for a while so the thought was that maybe Terry Williams was going to get 90% of the touches this week with receiving, returning, rushing. But this is absolutely incredible. Romar Morris has been taking reps at running back. He posted on a video. On the first team. A lot of reps. And he posted a video yeah. on Twitter saying that, hey, I'm progressing. And mm-hmm. this is a guy that tore his Achilles eight months ago. I don't understand how he's walking. He could. We remember was that last season when he came in and had about forty fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Late in the year, uh, yeah, in I have, Edmonton, I have it right here in one game against Edmonton, forty-four point seven. <laughs> so his career average is fifteen point three. If he's good to go, this is uh, a a big add Mm -hmm. to the uh, Calgary Stampeders offense. It is huge. Uh, And and Danny Austin tweeted it out that he's taking reps at running back, not only at running back, but as behind the number one and with the number one unit and getting unlike what Chapdelaine would do in Toronto usually. Uh, So... (laughs) If if he's going to be starting, and, and we've seen them, you know, list Kadeem Carey, and then he has one play, and then Terry Williams is back out there. But I think if Romar Morris can 
prove that he's ready to go and, and healthy, I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't start him and keep Terry Williams uh, fresh on the special teams. It was the Labor Day rematch last year. He had five that catches. Game of the year. Yeah. Uh, five catches. That game was ridiculous. Was that the – oh, it was a great game. Five catches, 62 yards, two touchdowns, yep. and he, he only had seven carries for 95 yards and another two <laughs> touchdowns. So – Like, come on. <laughs> 44.7 points. So I sorted by points by points per game. Why did I do that? Because now, of course, well, I have to put him in my lineup. 44. He's going to do it again, right? Was that the biggest game of the fantasy season last year? I think it Riley had some 40-point games. Yeah, but I never. I went the entire year without putting Mike Riley in my lineup because I refused to pay fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, it, it was it was craziness. But Terry Williams. He costs forty nine hundred and eleven dollars. Mm-hmm. Romar Morris costs forty eight hundred and seventy dollars. So, yeah, if if some news comes out that changes that Romar is not going to be getting the the workload, and you want to go with Terry Williams, only forty dollars separates them. So it's really yeah, easy just leave to yourself make that a little swap. bit of wiggle room. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. I think it's a good move to have either of these guys mm-hmm. uh, in your lineup as long as Romar is in uh, game shape and ready to take the pounding that a running back gets. Uh, he, he's got the talent to give yourself, give your, your team uh, a lot of points. And as far as Bo Mitchell goes, he did say that he had a cyst in the area. He also got that sort of drained in Los yeah. Angeles, but he is targeting a... August 17th return against the Montreal Alouettes. I I kind of hope that he just sits out that and comes back Labor Day after the bye week. But uh, Bo's a competitor. He's going to want to get on the field mm-hmm. as uh, soon as he can. Oh, and for, it would be nice to, for him to be 100% uh, healthy and ready to go, but it's really hard to keep these guys off the field as we've seen guys coming yeah. back early from injury. Every sport uh, coming yeah. back early from injury and, and re-aggravating and, and getting hurt again and missing even more time. But, I mean, it would be nice for him to, to take the week and then the bye week and then come back. Uh, but he's going to want to get reps in, I think, at game speed too. So maybe we see a little bit of that. And then if the, I think they take him out if they're able to get a lead. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's a tough call. I mean, you're not. I don't think Bo is going to put himself in any danger. Uh, but at the same time, when you when you get in a game, it's really hard to to slow yourself down. All right, who are your winners for the week? Uh, Winnipeg, obviously, I think that's a no brainer. Uh, Saskatchewan, Montreal, and Edmonton. So I got Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. I am going back and forth on the Ottawa Montreal thing because Ottawa, I don't, I don't know. Ottawa, they fought tooth and nail against Calgary, and. I think this is kind of like the litmus test for Montreal. We find out if it they're is. for real or if they're going to – because if Ottawa beats them, then it's kind of a charade. Well, Ottawa right? is desperate. Yeah, yeah, they're you bet, a wild animal backed into a corner. But is Montreal going to you know play up to what they have or are they going to kind of be drawn back and, you know – not play a good game like they need they need to show up and they, this is a game they have to win if you lose to ottawa and i'm not i'm not saying your playoff hopes and all that stuff are over but it, it's a, it, it's it's going to be a bigger defeat than than just on the field 
They need to see the Dom Davis that was uh, appearing week in week two. two. <laughs> well, week yeah. one, he threw four picks. so <laughs> Won the game, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, but week two against the Riders, he looked like yeah. uh, Doug Flutie out there. So <laughs> Okay. Chikai, Chikai, whoa. If he can, can, <laughs> if he can uh, play well or even average against the Alouettes, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a battle. I think I am going to pick Montreal. Edmonton and Calgary, I think that game's really interesting. Something happens when these two teams play, and it gets Mm -hmm. really tough in McMahon Stadium. I think I'm going to go Stamps right now. No, I I think Trevor Harris is due. He is due. Uh, If the Eskimos are able to pressure and get to Arbuckle, they'll be able to win this game. Uh, But I, I think the Stamps... They'll be up for this one, and they'll. I think they'll be able to take advantage of some stupid penalties. Stupid penalties, and you know, having Trey Roberts, Trey Roberson, and Robertson Daniels in the in the defensive backfield uh, isn't a bad thing right now. After Trevor Harris was jinxed on Twitter about not throwing a pick, and now it seems to be the norm. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Canadian Football Podcast Net- Network Fantasy Challenge this week has you against Ryan from Canadian Football Countdown and me against Ryan Ballantyne from Horseman Radio. I know that he's going to be picking 100% Stampeders, so I need yeah. the Eskimo defense to... <laughs> so you, what you should do is just try to pick the exact team as him and get a tie. Yeah, because, man, God knows I need a win. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a tie is halfway there. <laughs> so we're against Ryan Squared uh, from CFC and Horseman Radio. What's your lineup looking like? Uh, Ferdinand Adams Jr., William Stanback, Brandon Burks, because I needed a cheap option. Uh, Nick Dembski, Quan Bray, Reggie Bagleton, and the Alouettes defense. All right. I have been messing with my lineup all week. I've been obsessing Shocker. over this one. It's probably going to change three times tonight. <laughs> uh, Andrew Harris. Now, it's probably going to be Romar Morris uh, because of the conversation we mm-hmm. just had. But I, I, I put Williams slash Morris down. Lucky Whitehead, once I found out that Darwin is out. And just the way that the Argos special teams has gone, Whitehead, he could have another return. So there's risk there, but I'm going to throw that in. Quan Bray, who n- nobody's really paying attention to right now. But, I, I think we're the only two. But I crunched. He's got the exact same uh, average per game as B.J. Cunningham this year, and he's $3,000 less. Yeah. And he's just getting more and more up to speed with the Canadian game. He's going to get better and better. I, I got Brandon Burks as my flex and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defense. It's, the Bombers D is just so expensive this week, considering who they're playing. Oh, I, I wanted to make a lineup with Darrell Walker because he's the only guy that they throw to. <laughs> I know. Um, it's a good thing you don't get docked points for drops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good thing. Uh, who are your <laughs> top performers this week? Well, of course, Vernon Adams in one game, uh, 37.2 points. Uh, against Ottawa, Bethel Thompson at 24.4, Dominic Davis, 22.8. As for running backs, Romar Morris, of course, had that big game last year, uh, 44.7. His career average is 15.3, though. Uh, Chris Rainey at 19.3. He seems up, 
I mean, the special what he did in BC is just skewing all of the numbers. Uh, so Andrew Harris at 16.4. You could throw William Powell in there at 15.5. Uh, then you have Darrell Walker at 28.3. Quan Bray at 24.4. And then, of course, Lucky Whitehead at uh, 23.9 for top three receivers. Next week, we're going to have some special programming. I am on holidays, so we're not going to do the recaps and the, the fantasy matchups that you've come to get used to. And I'm at the lake, so we all know how that's going to go. Yeah, and I, I can't trust Ty to put this thing on the internet. It would just blow up. You sound, so. <laughs> oh, you could have just stopped it. I can't trust Ty. That would have been fine. So Thursday, 8 a.m. Eastern, we're going to be releasing a, a podcast, a conversation we had with Commissioner Ambrosi. We talk about all sorts of topics, uh, the Atlantic expansion, the CBA process in the offseason, the appeal process with players, and we actually talk about pierogies too, so that's fun. Yeah, it's not a big, that's not breaking news. <laughs> and then Tuesday morning after the long weekend, 8 a.m. Eastern, I'll be releasing a chat that I had with starting uh, left guard right now for the Edmonton Eskimos, Jacob Ruby. So make sure you tune in for that one. Some special podcasts coming to you next week. We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I want to point you into the direction of Tomato Radio, a podcast all about food and drink. You can't go wrong with that. Mary and Amanda uh, record this in Edmonton. Uh, they expect a new episode on Wednesdays every other week, and their last one came out a few weeks ago, A Guide to a Delicious Edmonton Summer. So, man, if you're looking for some good places to eat in Edmonton. I think it's just get wasted and go get Donairs, isn't it? <laughs> That's what I usually do. <laughs> Tomato Radio is a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, and if you need any CFL tickets for Week 8, or any upcoming games, you're looking at Labor Day, you're looking at Thanksgiving, or anything like that, SeatGiant.ca, Canadian-owned and operated. All of the events on there are in Canadian dollars. If you use the promo code APN, you're going to save yourself 5%, and you're going to support the Alberta Podcast Network in the process. SeatGiant.ca, promo code APN, and check out all the great APN shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Brazilian Ty, I guess I will be talking to you woo, in a while. Monday, August 11th? 12th? Nope, 12th. Something like that. Because my birthday's the Wednesday. All right, buddy. Yeah, your birthday's the it's day the after that. All right. All right, buddy. Enjoy Bunnick and come back in a one piece from Macklin, all right? I might come back as a bigger piece <laughs> with what I have packed in my cooler. I'll be I'll be avoiding uh, the Grizzly Bears in uh, in Jasper. So enjoy Ambrosi and Ruby next week. Rate, review, subscribe. Help us out because that guy hates us uh, earlier in the show. <laughs> or leave us a bad review but the five stars. How does that sound? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. We'll be back with the regular programming on August 12th. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.